Welcome into the Deep Plant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity x Can your internet do that? Welcome into the Deep Plant Podcast. It is nearly draft time. And so I've got a lot of big questions that got a lot of big answers from a lot of big people, a lot of famous people, that is. I went around and asked national media at the NFL Scouting Combine back in February, March, some of the most pressing questions about the Texans heading into this offseason. And I have been wanting to put this out as a podcast because I think there was some great insight just from just a national perspective. We hear what people in Houston and Houston media have to say about the Texans. Obviously, you hear from us here on Texans All Access, but it's kind of nice to step outside of our little world and hear what people nationally are saying about things like D'Amico Ryans and who the Texans should draft and, and really what the team as a whole needs to do to really reach that next level and get back to the dominant power that they once were in the AFC South. So, This podcast is a special treat. I've got a lot of guests that I normally don't get very regularly. Some of them I've had a chance to interview at the Combine in previous years, and some of them are new faces. So in this podcast, I've got Rich Eisen. I've got Aditi Kinkabwala. I've got Chris Sims. I've got Ian Rappaport and Tom Pellicero. They're all commenting on their thoughts about the Texans and what they think that Nick Casario will do in the draft. And so just keep in mind that when I interviewed them, this is when the Bears still had the number one overall pick. And it was before Carolina traded up to get that number one spot. But even in listening back to it, it's pretty evident to me that everyone thought that the Bears would not be picking at number one, that someone would trade up and, and, and get that number one overall spot and that the Texans would be drafting number two overall. So even if you listen back to it, there's still a lot of insight on what the Texans should do at number two because even at the spring annual meeting, D'Amico Bryan said, nothing changes, really. The Texans were drafting at two before. They're drafting at two now. It doesn't really change what they have to do in the in the war room when it comes time to pick their player at number two, should they stay at number two. So you'll hear from a few analysts that wonder if even that might be an option. So we're going to get into all that. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. Let's start off with Rich Eisen. You've seen him on NFL Network. I mean, he runs the 40 Every single year at the NFL Scouting Combine, raises money for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Actually, that's really where the interview starts because before the camera even got rolling, I asked Rich if he was going to run the 40. So he gives me a little update on that, and then we get right into his thoughts on the Houston Texans. In um, in in two months, okay. yeah. Is there an yeah. injury issue? No, 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 no. It's just that uh, due to COVID, um, we one year ran it in L.A. Okay. And then we invited NFL uh, legends to run with me and that put a light bulb over my head like if I continue to do it and I get more legends and more people donating it's brings in more money for the charity and I don't have to credential them here in Indianapolis which is a very difficult process and um, I don't have to run it at the combine after sitting on my behind in the booth for six straight hours and having them stretch. Like and eating it, steak for like was, six straight nights? It was just yeah. optimum in so many different ways for the fundraising and making it different and getting more people involved. So 
I'm gonna. That's the way I'm gonna do it now. Do you have a goal? Do you have a 40 goal? Just not to get hurt okay, and raise as much goal. money yeah. for St. Jude Children's Research. A wonderful cause. That's the idea. All right, Rich. Let's talk about the Texans. D'Amico sure. Ryan's. What do you thought about the coaching hire? There's I a lot of excitement it. in Houston. What about nationally? What are I you I love the hire. Um, obviously, you know, we need to see what he can do. But his his history uh, with the team. Uh, his history with the town. He met his wife there. I guess he told me that they, um, when he came on my show, they met at a Bible study in Houston uh, when he was a player there. Um, and then what he's done clearly as a coach and what he's uh, been able to do as a leader uh, of, of other men, it just makes it a, a terrific fit, certainly for a team that's um, you know, one and done to two previous coaches to give him the amount of time that he's been given. The fact that he can stand in a, a press conference room and there's Brian Cushing and mm -hmm. there's Andre Johnson, so it's the history and bringing it all together. It, it just works on so many different levels, and uh, I'm excited for the Texans. Well, we got a lot of draft capital to get to build on this team. Number two overall pick, number 12 overall pick in the first round. Yeah. If you're Nick Casario, who are you taking with number two? Um, Jeez, I, I guess the quarterback that's not taken number one overall, uh, unless you fall head over heels in love with uh, Will Anderson, who I proffer to say will be available second overall because somebody's going to um, take a quarterback first overall. I doubt it's the Bears. I bet you they'll trade out. Maybe the Texans can flip to just trade up to one and um, and get that pick back that that they can then use on a quarterback. So I would I would imagine right now as we're standing here on the first day of March, I would I would say C.J. Stroud will be a, a new Houston Texan, and then the proverbial best player available in the 12th pick. It's possible a quarterback could be still available there, that they could roll the dice, take Will Anderson too, and then roll the dice and figure somebody else uh, who they would like to have could still be available at 12, or they can sit there and trade out and get more picks. So there's a lot of options as opposed to the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. What about the Texans' current draft class from last year that's heading into year two? Guys like Damian Pierce, Derek Stingley, Jalen Petrie, Nick Casario drafted all these guys last yeah. year. They're heading into year two. What you sort of think of what they did last year and, and how much they can really build on this team with those guys? Well, I, I, I saw Damian Pierce run uh, and, and perform as well as he did in the preseason, I think one preseason game too late for me to um, get and draft him as I wanted to in my fantasy league. I saw that <laughs> thing. I saw that guy coming. Uh, he's got one of Kyle Brandt's scepters in the case. Angriest so, run of the year. Yeah, so he, he's got the, the ultimate scepter right. uh, in the case. So obviously you need a run game in this league. You need the ability to defend the pass, and we saw that out of uh, a draft class last year that you're just going to assume is only going to get better. So I, I, I think the Texans are appreciably better with us standing here in this room this year than, than had we had this chat last year. What about for the Texans? They had so many years where they were really dominant in the AFC South. The last few years have been rough, but what do they need to do to get back to that level? What's the next step they got to take to be dominant once again? Get the quarterback. Get that right. It's that simple. It's that simple. I mean, that's the difference in this league of being incredibly successful and having a shot to win a Super Bowl or picking second overall, hiring coaches. So hopefully um, they'll get it right. It's that simple. All right, Rich, appreciate the time and good luck with the 40. Thank you. May Great. you have an angry run Thank in your you. own 40. I appreciate that. <laughs>
right, it's that simple. Texans just need to go out and get a quarterback. So you're going to hear that as an underlying theme from some of the national media. Some of them may have some different thoughts on it, but uh, that's definitely a, a theme that I saw emerge just from everyone that I talked to. No surprise there. All right, let's get uh, switch gears and let's talk to a good friend of mine, Aditi Kinkabwala. She was with NFL Network. She used to cover the AFC North. Now she's with CBS. She's done sidelines. She covered quite a few of the Texans games last year, and so I thought it'd be good to get her insight because she had seen firsthand some of the rookies play last year. She had a chance to interview uh, Damian Pierce and Davis Mills after the win in Jacksonville. And so she got a lot of insight just, I think, in being in those production meetings. You get to talk to the head coach. You get to talk to general manager. You get to talk to some of the players and just really get a feel for the team and where they were. And so now she has a, a different perspective on where the team is now and just well, her thoughts on D'Amico Ryans because she's been doing this for a long time. She covered D'Amico Ryans when he was a player with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's what we're going to start off with Aditi Kinkobola right here on the Deep Slam Podcast presented by Xfinity. All right, D'Amico Ryans, head coach of the Houston Texans. You covered him as a player. What do you think about this new head coaching hire for the Texans? Oh, she just like threw that right in there. You covered him as a player. You're aging me before we yeah. even start the interview. No, you, you're like OG. You're the OG of covering players. Well, coaches. I mean... And they, I mean, this is where they grow up to be, I guess. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, so D'Amico Ryans, love his energy, love how open he is, and love that he was built for this. I mean, we, I was just talking about this with someone. When he was in the Eagles locker room, you could just tell. And the brand of leadership that he had, even as a player, just so sincere, so authentic, never trying to be a leader, he just inherently was. And I love how passionately he feels about the city of Houston. And I'll say, I remember when the Denver job, we knew that Denver was interested in him and that Houston was. And I remember having a conversation with my broadcast partners, because we'd done a ton of Texans games. Why would you pick Houston, considering the last few years, as compared to Denver? And Jay Feely made the point, he loves Houston. And you could see the energy in the city as soon as he was hired. So I'm excited. I'm really pumped. Now I'm pumped too. You've got me pumped all over again. All right. Number well, it's better than the apathy, unfortunately, that we saw or that we've seen the last few years. We so definitely yes. don't have that anymore with Tomiko back in the building. How about number two overall pick? You're Nick Casario. What are you doing with that pick? I'm taking a quarterback. Do you have a quarterback in mind that you'd like to pick? No, but I, ha I really like Bryce Young. Okay. I'm concerned about his height because they tell us to be concerned about his height. Now, it wasn't an issue for Drew Brees, but that's because of how smart Drew Brees was. And I'm a short person, so I don't <laughs> like when height becomes an issue. But that's why Nick Casario gets the big bucks, and I don't. All right, I like it. I like it that you, you fight for, for the smaller people in the world. I mean, someone has to. Someone has to. Right. Okay, you've covered a few of the Texans games last year. You saw some of the rookies in person, Damian Pierce, Jalen Petrie, Derek P.S. asked Damian Pierce who taught him how to shake a hand properly. How was he shaking his hand before? Like very limp. I mean, you know when you do like this kind this of This was Damian Pierce's handshake? Yes. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's got to be like this. And when we finished the production meeting, Damian goes, All right. what do you think now? And I was like, all right, at least my work here is done. Who cares what happens in the game? I love that you covered with one of the Texans' few wins last year in Jacksonville. What have you thought about the rookie the rookie class, Damian Pierce and some of the other I just guys? Think there's so much potential there. And I think the point, and this is a credit to Lovey Smith and the previous staff, despite the apathy in the city, despite the fact that there just wasn't really a full roster of NFL-level players, those guys fought. They fought all the way basically through 
week 17. And I remember, I was telling you this story, Kansas City asked me, the Kansas City Chiefs asked me to participate in their internal team podcast. And before the Texans were playing the Chiefs, I said, there is a young core here that's been raised up by the staff, by guys like Jerry Hughes. They are fighting. They are putting things on tape, whether it's for the Texans or somebody else. They have enough pride. The Chiefs can't take this game lightly. And guess what? The Texans made me look smart, right? <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's what yeah, we're here for. I mean, that's the whole point. But the, I just think there's a really, really good, young, solid core. I love that Nick has 11 draft picks. I mean, he's really only had a draft and a half. I love the new energy of the new staff. And I just think that it's exciting when you can get this much talent on rookie contracts. Okay, so next step for the Texans. New head coach, got a lot of draft picks, number two, number 12 overall. What do the Texans need to do? And Damian Pierce knows how to shake And Damian now. Pierce with the new handshake. What do they need to do to get to that next step? Get a quarterback. Mm. Which is always a tough proposition, right? Like in some ways, it's very hard to know that a quarterback is a can't-miss guy. So it's funny because I did ask Nick Casario this somewhere in the middle of the season. So drafting a quarterback, does that get you really excited or does it make you nervous? What did he say? He never really answered. He said that when he was in New England, they were kind of in the habit of taking a quarterback every few years, even if it's a late pick like a Matt Castle. So he's had reps at doing it, but it's very different drafting the guy that is supposed to be your franchise quarterback and leave, lead you out of the ruins. Am I allowed to say that? Big decisions that have to be made. Aditi, we appreciate the time. Oh, I appreciate your having me. I Thank know. you very Look, much. You did great with your hands. I know. I, what was I she doing? I should have gotten a manicure. <laughs> great insight from Aditi Kinkabola, as always. And uh, I love I love the thoughts from Nick Casario just in drafting a quarterback every single year when he was with New England and how, how it's a little different this time around because it's not Tom Brady that you're drafting a quarterback for. You're not really just taking a flyer. You've got to really find the guy. So that'll be interesting what happens there with him. And, and someone that knows Nick Casario really well is the next person that I talked to at the Combine, Chris Sims. He's a sports analyst, former quarterback. He obviously played college football for the Longhorns, so he knows about Texas. But he also worked with uh, Nick Casario. He was in New England in 2012 as a coaching assistant. So he's got a lot of insight on Nick Casario as well. And even though he doesn't really know D'Amico Ryans personally, he talks about sort of uh, how familiar he is with Kyle Shanahan and that 49ers staff and that 49ers defensive scheme and what, and what he expects out of D'Amico Ryans this year. All right, joining me once again, Chris Sims. Chris, tell me a little bit about D'Amico Ryans, your thoughts on the Houston Texans bringing back a former player, former team captain to lead the team now. Match made in heaven. I mean, that's what that is. I don't know D'Amico other than in passing, really, but I'm very close with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. I know what kind of guys and humans he would have around. So, you know, that's where I can just go. I, I know he's made for this job. Uh, I do. He's got great energy. I love his defensive scheme. You know, it's very sound with a splash of creativity and game plan specifics. And then I think when you add on that he played for the Texans, his wife's from there. You know, he's from the South. Seems like he wanted that job more than any. Uh, that's when the stars align and some good things can happen. He's going to have a lot of draft capital, too. Number two and number 12 overall that's pick. Right. And I know you're good friends with Nick Casario, so if you had to get into Nick's head, who would you take with the number two overall pick? Well, I'm not there, like, as far as, like, I'm a, I got a feel for all these guys, but I, I can't give you, like, a stone-cold answer. But here's what I'll say with those picks. Yeah, I think this is, you know, the team has got a lot of, 
you know, the the good core basic principle players on the team throughout. You know, there's a phrase I always use, a lot of good meat, meat and potato guys. Now it's time to get some guys that, you know, can make plays, be difference makers, get a big sack to close out the end of the football game, right? So I look at like, hey, pass rusher, certainly something I would think of the Houston Texans are going to be looking at in this draft. Uh, maybe a big time wide receiver to go along with it, right? And then of course, I mean, we know the quarterback is going to be I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't go somewhere with the quarterback. D'Amico Ryan with a six-year contract, that should give him the confidence to go, no, yeah, I want the quarterback. I'm going to be here to develop it and be a part of it. So I, I think those are the ones that probably jump off, you know, out at me uh, right off the top of my head. Yeah, we got a lot of picks in this year's draft class. So tell me about this draft class as a whole. What what do you like about it? Where is it sort of heavy? Where is it sort of lacking? I know. Just give me your overall perspective on 2023. Yeah, I mean, first off, the quarterbacks, I, I, I'm like early stages, right? I haven't like deep dived. I'm not ready to rank them or anything, but I do think it's a pretty good class, maybe better than I, I was expecting. So that would be the first thing. There's definitely some defensive ends to go around, which the Houston Texans should be very happy about. You know, as far as the overall class, like I don't mean, I'm not trying to cop out. I don't have a good enough feel yet myself. Like this is, I go here, I have a little base of the stars. I've watched them. But like when this is done, this is when I will now dive into like, okay, my bosses at NBC are going to be like, all right, tell us who's the best pass rusher, who's the best defensive tackle, the best, and I'll slowly start to dive away. So I don't mean to cop out, but no, fine, I don't have fine. great feel for, for it myself quite yet. I like the honesty. All right, you do know some of the players that are currently on the Texans roster. So they're going into their second year, guys like Damian Pierce, Jalen Petrie, Derek Steeling, Chris, Christian Harris. What have you thought about those guys and what Nick Casario was able to do with his draft class last year and what you sort of expect from them this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm such a believer in Nick Casario, first off, his process and all that. And, I mean, Damian Pierce was one of my favorite players in the draft last year. I mean, I had friends in football where I was going, you need to draft Damian Pierce. Like, sledgehammer who can make big plays. Like, that's a rare combination, right? Jalen Petrie's a guy that I think maybe exceeded my expectations and great job. I mean, playmaker, got great instincts on the backside. Uh, in, the, in the back end there, tackles well, got a knack for finding the ball, right, with the interceptions. And then the, uh, the linebacker, um, oh, my gosh. Let me just say, I think he, towards the end of the year, started to pop to me about as much as any young guy in the game. I mean, when you talk about two, three rockets up his butt, like, I was like, wait, who is this guy? Wait, who? Oh, I've never heard that before. Well, I like it. It's a regular phrase, uh, phrase for me. Uh, but uh, there was just a few plays where I was like, wait, who is that guy that just flew through the line of scrimmage or made that tackle? Oh, my gosh, that's Christian Harris. Okay, so, yeah, there were some things there that uh, I really liked. All right, that being said, the Texans, what do they need to do to get to that next step, start to dominate the AFC South once again? Yeah, I think, again, you know, like I said, the meat and potatoes are there. Now it's the sizzle, it's sizzle time, mm. right? You got the corner last year in the draft. Now it's some guys where, hey, the game is too hard to think, hey, the coaches are going to coach it up right every time. We're going to go for a 12-play, 80-yard drive and score a touch. It's just too hard to live like that. You got to have some guys like a Damian Pierce or a receiver who can, hey, catch a slant, run for 40 yards, get a strip sack fumble, give the offense the ball on the 10-yard line, right? So to me, this is the year, new coach, time to strike, spend some of this money, use these assets the right way to get some some blue chip type of players is, is what I would assess, yeah. All right, love to hear it. Chris, thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Anytime. Oh, I like that answer. The Texans need to draft some sizzle. You know, I'm a big fan of sizzle in the draft, so that should be exciting and fun to watch. Uh, all right, my last guest, uh, Ian Rappaport. I, I 
I try to get him every single year. This time he was holding a cup of coffee and he was uh, standing alongside Tom Pellicero. The two of them were about to do a live hit on NFL Network. And so we had maybe three minutes. I think they gave me a little bit more time. They gave me four minutes. So we were trying to like fast and furious get through uh, getting both of them because I wanted to get both of their thoughts, but they both were going on the air in like, like I said, like three minutes. So we thought, you know, we'll just tag team and we'll do them together. So if you can picture this, Ian Rappaport's on my left holding a cup of coffee. Tom Pellicero's on my right. The NFL Network setup is literally right behind us. So we're sort of watching it to make sure that they don't have to leave immediately. I think Tom Pellicero had to exit a little bit earlier than Ian, but uh, we got the job done. We asked them all the important questions, uh, like what Nick Casario might do in the draft and so on and so forth. And like I said, at this point in time, it was still the Bears picking number one. So this was at... Uh, the scouting combine in Indianapolis, but I think their answers really still provide a lot of good insight. All right, I've got I've got double duty here with Ian Rappaport and Tom Pellicero, and we're talking about the Texans. So let's start with D'Amico Ryan's head coaching hire. What have you guys been hearing around the league about what it's like for him to come back, former player, now as head coach? What are your thoughts on what he can do for this organization? I'm gonna start with Tom. I, th- I think D'Amico is one of the most universally liked and respected guys, just based upon the feedback I've heard going back to people he knew in Houston, people worked with him at the 49ers. Everybody is happy for him getting the opportunity. He's a really talented young coach, which is part of the criteria they were looking for was a young coach to grow with a young team and it is pretty amazing that you know after everything that's happened there's been a lot over the last two three years here that suddenly it seems to have flipped you got the head coach now get the quarterback and you roll from there yeah I mean to me you know there's a couple interesting things about Tamika one is ever since he's been a player everyone's known he's going to be a head coach I mean he's one of the more obvious coaching candidates since forever he was a coach on the field he was coaching locker room and now he's actually a coach, and to me it's perfect. It did sound really the whole time like it wasn't just that the Texans wanted him, although I think the clear favorite. He wanted the Texans just as much, if not more, and so there was a lot going on. There was a lot of talk. There was a lot of conjecture, but I think at the end of the day, D'Amico wanted to be in Houston, and Houston wanted him. It's a perfect hire. All right, so now the Texans have the number two overall pick. What do you think they're going to do with that pick? I'm going to start with you, Ian. Uh, I think they're going to find the two best players in the draft and take one of them. Okay. Now, <laughs> such a non-answer. Such a non-answer. No, no, no. I would say you're I, not a GM at the podium. You can give an right. actual answer. Nick Casario can't turn that card in. One of these two best players. He's got to turn in one name. I think they take the best quarterback that they can, and I think they should. Now, what's going to be interesting to me is, you know, Nick has always moved around in the draft. Do they move around this time? Do they move back? Do they move up? Like, might they go from two to one just to get the guy they wanted? Like, possible. And and, and one of the more, it's not unique, because I think there's plenty of other GMs that think like this, but I think Nick's brain is really extremely open to every option. So if that is the best option, I could see him go from two to one. I could see him going back a little bit if the right value isn't there. I mean, there's there's going to be a fascinating thing to watch him during the draft. Tom, do you have a favorite player at number two? I think it depends in part on what happens to number one. And the you guys Bears, are not going to give me like anything. Like every other team. No, I'll give you something okay, here. The, the Bears, like every other team that does not necessarily have an urgent quarterback need, is going to be open to trading the pick. Everybody would love to pick up extra picks, still move back a few slots, get a really good football player. However, that requires somebody to want to pay to move up to number one, which means the Bears have to convince somebody 
that the Texans are going to take the guy that they want, whoever that might be, most likely one of the quarterbacks. Bryce Young's going to be one of the really interesting guys to watch this week, even though he's not doing anything on the field. The size is something that everybody's talking about, not just the hype, but the fact that he played at like 186 pounds last year. Does that project to the NFL? It's going to be one of the driving storylines over the next couple of months. All right, this entire draft class, what really stands out to you? Any particular position groups or any particular players? Uh, what separates 2023 from, like, the other years of draft classes? I think there's a lot of really good um, players. I don't know if there's a single transcendent player that everybody's going to be, you know, trying to get up and take. And so if you're a team that's drafted in the top 10, whether you're looking at Will Anderson or you're looking at Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter or one of the quarterbacks, how much can you move within that top 10? I think that's going to be one of the defining things. You talk to scouts, there are certainly some position groups that are that are going to be stronger than others. It's a better quarterback draft than it was a year ago. But there's still not a single clean prospect. That's kind of the intrigue that we're going to be following over these next couple of months. Yeah, and just quickly for me, and then Tom and I got to do our real jobs. I have to go. Bye, <laughs> Bye Tom. Bye, Tom. Nice knowing you. To me, it's like the quarterbacks are back. You know, last year was a different quarterback year, only one taken in the first round, taken pretty late. This is not going to be like that. I mean, we could get three quarterbacks taking the top ten, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. That's fun. The intrigue of who's trading where is going to be really fun. Um, I'm excited for April already. All right, we're excited. Thanks so much, Ian. Thank you. All right, like you heard there, Tom Pellicero jumped on NFL Network to uh, give a live hit right after that, and then Ian Rappaport followed soon after. So it was a lot of fun catching up with national media at the NFL Scouting Combine, and uh, we've got the video series rolling out every single week on Texans 360, which airs on ABC 13 on at 11 p.m. on Saturday night. So you can catch the video version of those as well. Our video guys do a great job of sort of cutting up the answers and uh, really giving you a taste of of what the answers were from everyone from around the league. But this was really the full interview in its entirety that um, I'm, I'm playing for you on the podcast. So beginning of it, the end of it, us joking around, and, and it's always a lot of fun. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hope you got some insight and got a little lens into what the national media is seeing and, and saying about the Houston Texans. It's super exciting. I mean, obviously people in Houston are excited about the new, the new hire and all the new draft picks that'll be coming here in just a, about a month. And the national media kind of mirrors that. It feels very much the same. So uh, you're going to want to keep in touch with the Houston Texans. It's the offseason, but a lot's going on. You can catch us on HoustonTexans.com. And, of course, Texans All Access every night, 6 to 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 610. That's going to do it for the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Thank you so much for listening. And, as always, go Texans. Go Texans.